Do you like scary movies? What's your favorite scary movie? Name that movie. <laughs> Welcome to the Outside Perspective, everybody. I'm your host, Adam Meredith. I have an excellent podcast for you today. I say that every week. I should probably stop saying that. That's my own judgment. I feel like they're all awesome, but I mean, it's like you're, when you take a shit, does your own shit stink? Do you call your baby ugly? No, you don't. It's all fucking amazing. Not really, honestly. They're not all fantastic. Some of them are better than others. Uh, but I really enjoyed who I sat down with on this one for sure. And the guests just keep getting better and better. Not to say my past guests weren't awesome, because they were. Let's get a couple housekeeping things out of the way. If you haven't, please subscribe to the podcast. Leave a review, leave a rating, like it, share it, tell a friend, all of the above. Thank you very, very much. It's always much appreciated. This podcast is brought to you by my friends over at Jumbo Superfoods. You can go to Jumbo CBD and check out all of their products. They have so many amazing products. One of my favorite being the Muscle Bomb. I also love the Lip Bomb. It feels so good when it just hits your lips. But who are they? What do they do? They make CBD products, cannabidol. It is an adaptogen. It helps put the body in homeostasis. It's used to treat many different ailments from depression to anxiety. It has been shown to help with seizures, but it's also an anti-inflammatory, which is typically the root cause, not typically, is the root cause of so many autoimmune disorders. It can aid in sleep and recovery. I love this. It is by far one of my favorite things to use in my recovery protocol, and I highly recommend it to all of you guys. You can go to Jumbo CBD and check out all of their amazing products. They have sprays, they have balms, they have ghee. What is ghee? Ghee is like a butter. You can put it in your coffee. They have, what I say, balms, ghees, sprays, drops, both for you and the pets. Fuck, man. They have just so many amazing products. Go check them out today. JumboCBD.com. Use the code IWILL at checkout. You'll save 10%. One more time. That's JumboCBD.com. Use the code IWILL at checkout, and you will save 10%. All right, guys. To my guest. Actually, before I get to my guest, I want to plug my buddy, uh, Justin Bricker. Go check him out. Justin Bricker, the Why Not Podcasts. He has some amazing guests on there. He just had an awesome one with Rob Acosta. And uh, by the time you hear this, it's probably a couple weeks old now, maybe. But uh, one of the best podcasts I've heard ever. So I really enjoyed that one. And uh, I think you guys will too. So go check him out. Justin Bricker, Why Not Podcast. Uh, now, to my guests. This one is so cool. This is the power of social media at work plus just a go-getter attitude you can't be no punk ass bitch and just sit on the sidelines and uh not put yourself out there because with the advent of the internet we have access to all of these people and with just a little bit of uh effort you can reach out to these people maybe they get back to you maybe they don't 
Drew is actually a St. Louis native. Oh, did I tell you? Drew Brown is who I'm sitting down with today. Drew is a St. Louis native. He's been all over the world. He's a young cat just working and hustling in the film industry. And, uh, man, speaking of Justin Bricker, my buddy uh, made me aware of him on uh, on social. He has the handle The Film Lord on Instagram. On Twitter, it is the underscore film lord i'll put all this in the show notes we'll recap it again at the end but man he just has some amazing drone work footage i mean just in general his footage is amazing he's done a lot in the industry in a very short amount of time hundreds and hundreds of commercials for big companies and uh he's just killing it so let me come back to social media. I became aware of him on there, and, uh, man, he posted something. And I was like, man, I got to talk to this guy. So I reached out to him. We connected on Instagram. He was in Florida at the time. He just happened to be back in St. Louis. And uh, I reached out to him. 30 minutes later, he's over at my house, and we're podcasting. Now, during the podcast, Drew mentions a scary movie that he watched and how it really impacted him and how you kind of view everyday objects or things that you do every day and how it, you know a movie can really affect you so i wanted to i should have told him i wanted to share it and i just got off to another tangent or something i don't know but i want to share with you guys whenever i was a kid i watched tons of scary movies growing up and uh a couple of them that really fucked me up one was Child's Play. I actually had a doll whenever I was a kid, and uh, it, it looked just like that My Body, My Buddy doll, and I don't know what it was called, but that shit scared the hell out of me. Two, It. Man, I watched It when I were, whenever I was younger, and that shit had me so scared of shower drains. Fuck, it was, it was crazy. Um, yeah, so I just wanted to share that with you guys. I thought that was a little uh, piece of fun info. What were some of those scary movies for you guys growing up? I'm sure there was one. Did you even watch scary movies growing up? Do you like movies? All right, I'm done rambling. So without further ado, let's check out my boy Drew Brown. All right, here we go. Drew Brown. The Film Lord. Yes, The Film Lord. <laughs> How are you doing today, dude? I'm good. I am running around uh, just trying to make sense of more projects to work on, um, doing more and more, um, just kind of trying to stay ahead of myself, really. So. Yeah, yeah. And that's the challenge, right? Just to always be progressing and moving forward. And there's so many, I'm sure there's a lot of different things that you want to do, but it's like finding time to do them. Yeah, and also finding the resources and the people and the proper resources of the people. I mean, you know, you have a lot of people who want to do things in the industry and some people say, oh, I want to do this. I would love to do this. But sometimes you're like, eh, I don't know if I can help you out i can help you out but um you know you gotta find the right people to do the job all the time so yeah yeah that's true and uh while you're speaking i just remembered mm-hmm. i didn't put my phone on fucking do not disturb or oh, airplane shoot. mode Make there's gonna sure. be a brief interrupt on this uh on this yeah. filming when people see it on youtube but <laughs> it's okay we're just gonna keep it rolling um yeah man uh finding the resources to i mean to make all those projects happen uh i imagine that's definitely a challenge because you're i mean there's a lot of different moving pieces there Mm -hmm. right and i mean working with every you know different people not everybody has the same you know 
drive as you or the same work ethic as you and mm -hmm. is that is that a challenge that you kind of run across kind of putting together those teams um yeah definitely because um when i was in school um when i was 17 i graduated high school i was kind of young still but um knowing that my passion was going to get me further a lot of people didn't see that yeah. so me telling them hey this is going to get me this where or to this level of what i want to do and people are just like oh no i don't think it'll happen but me i knew it was going to get that way because i know when you try to put out your passion and you go after what you're going for then you know it just works out in the end so yeah 100 yeah, dude i mean you just put in that that i mean you put in the work you have the belief uh you just have to know that i mean it's gonna suck for a little while yeah it does <laughs> yeah, yeah definitely i mean with me working nonstop. um like when I went to the school, um, well, that summer when I graduated high school, um, I was really passionate about just bringing people on that mm -hmm. wanted to work with me because I knew I wanted to do films and I'd written things like films and stuff like that in school, like in high school. Um, I had did a, um, I sold my Bread 11 Jordans that I had. Um, uh, those were my favorite shoes ever. And I rented out Jamestown Mall. How to, much did you sell them for? I sold them for 400 and um, I wore them for about a year every day, and I still kept them in good condition. Um, wow, that's like a rare feat. Yeah, and um, I sold them because I wanted to shoot a zombie movie, and I thought of West County Mall, just running out a mall and doing something like a, like in, emptying an entire van of uh, zombies into a mall, like just on some random stuff while people are opening up for the day and stuff <laughs> like that. Oh, shit. So, like, the people wouldn't know what was going on? No, they wouldn't know. And so, <laughs> it'd be like somebody maniacal just wanted to do this because I'd always seen people walking around malls early in the morning. So, yeah, getting that power walking in. Yeah. And so, I decided to do um, Jamestown Mall, which was closing down and um, mm -hmm. it was still open somewhat at the time. And I did it there. I got 100 yards of a mall. Um, the movie was going slow. So, we decided to do a. Um, more of a uh, like a haunted mall okay. during in the middle of the summer in like a haunted attraction, which was really cool. That is cool. And um, we had some people from our school who just came out one night, 15 people. Um, we had some people from the theater department, and they came and they helped me out. I didn't have to pay them, which was really cool. I just wanted to have fun that yeah. summer. So, yeah, we did that, and they enjoyed themselves. Um, they came back the next night, and this is in August, like not even Halloween time. So. Yeah. We did that, and so we closed, and we had a good time, so we revamped everything we did. Um, we opened up around um, Homecoming, and we had 600 people come. That's legit. And it was just me spending, what, $200 to rent out this space of a mall. Um, 600 people. I made my investment back, like, 100% forward almost. Like, it was insane. Um, we had one security guard. Um, and it didn't get too crazy? Nope, nope. But uh, we got shut down because of the GM. She didn't want us making money from it, so we just closed it down. Haters so. going to hate, man. Haters <laughs> going to hate. That's yeah. the thing about this city, man. There's a, there's no shortage of a scarcity mindset. You know what I mean by that? You know what mm. I mean? Like people, they look at your success as their failure. Mm. or you know what i mean like they feel like if they help you then it's going to take away from them and yeah. they, you know what i mean they start yeah. feeling bad about themselves for some reason yeah at your success it, i mean have you we, noticed that more here than other places um see i feel like that's everywhere because everywhere is it like a people thing yeah because um like i've invested money in going like while i was in school i invested money in going to places like atlanta new york la 
um, everyone feels like that. I mean, we like while being in St. Louis, um, we feel that uh, everyone is just like hating on everyone but it's like that in other cities yeah and so when you go to these other places and me being an outsider they're like oh we want to work with you you don't you don't have the mentality of being here but i'm leaving a city where a lot of people they don't want to work with you because of they think you'll succeed them i'm like and eh, no but i want to just work and like i want to show you how passionate i am about what i do so that's just you know yeah, I, like I guess it doesn't matter where you're at. It's just about finding the right people. You know what I mean? You're going to find both sets of thinking wherever you go, probably. Yeah, and I mean, um, as far as, like, all the places that I have been, um, New York is one of my favorite places because everyone is just, like, they don't care who you are, what you do, as long as you put out quality work. Like, yeah. that's that's their thing. Like, they love working. Like, I love doing what I love to do because it's always something new you can learn from it yeah so what i love to do the most is just creating and people there they're like oh we're hungry for creating but yeah don't step on anyone's toes wait your time but you know if you're outsider and you're coming in destroying the competition that's already there they're going to take notice a lot quicker. I mean, don't you kind of have to step on some toes you, you know do, what i mean yeah. yeah break a few eggs and make an omelet yeah so i mean that's that's the fun in it i mean it's some people say it's not a competition but you know you got to fight for your vision more than, I mean, I mean so, a lot of other people may have their own vision, but um, with me, it's like my vision is going to be seen. Like I, I will put forth whatever I can to have my vision seen. So Yeah, I mean, 100%. I mean, if you have the belief in your vision and you know you're the best, which I'm, you, you have to believe you're the best, yeah. and what you're doing is for a purpose, then, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, some people just aren't going to like that. Yeah, I mean, I've been in the realm of a lot of different people who direct, shoot videos. I mean, um, some people, even locally, they may not like my work, but they'll like my ethic and how I create and stuff like that, my visions and how I bring visions to life on camera. Um, but, I mean, I'm willing to work with anybody. I don't really care about, like, the stipulations of why I won't work with anyone or why people may have a bad taste in their mouth about a certain artist. I'm just... I want to create. I love creating, and I know it's going to inspire someone. That's my whole thing. Like when I first graduated high school, I just wanted to inspire one person. That's it. Like just to say, hey, I started making movies because I saw something you did. That's the only yeah. reason why I wanted to do it. And like people tell me every day this now, like, oh, you inspired me, you inspired me. I did this, I do this. So I'm like, now I have to go harder. So I want to. Yeah, do more. man, build that momentum. So yeah. you started making films straight out of high school. Yes. Yeah, tell me, let's go back a little bit. I want to learn a little mm -hmm. bit more about your story. I mean, because I know you're from here in St. Louis. I actually mm -hmm. became aware of you because my buddy Justin Bricker, um, he did. He has a podcast. He did um, an episode with, uh, I believe, a mutual friend of yours, uh, John Alexander. Yes, yeah. John. Yeah, yes. he did it with John. Oh, John is so cool. Yeah, um, man, that was like a dope episode. Like, I want to sit down and meet with John. Um, but Justin was like, dude, you got to check out this dude. Like, he has the sickest drone footage. And, and then he sent me your page. I'm like, holy shit. Like, this is bananas, dude. Yeah. And I've just been the hugest fan since. I've just been, like, following your shit. I'm like, you're grinding, bro. You're grinding. I appreciate it. Yeah, I mean... When when anybody says John Alexander, I'm like, man, that dude is so cold. And like when I was working on my roommate, Rail Brody, he has one of the biggest art shows in St. Louis, which I think is really the biggest art show. He introduced me to John Alexander because I wanted to do a documentary okay. on his art show. And um, I met John when he was working down at Nine Network. And like his vision is so creative in how he puts together things. And he's been one of the per one of the people that really helped me get into positions where I can 
help others. So I'm just like, man, John, yeah, he's super cool. So. Yeah, man. He, um, I think he just had an event or something on Wednesday, just this oh, a couple of days ago, man, or yeah, yesterday. Yeah. I, I was so pissed at myself. I missed it, man. man. My, my buddy Justin, oh. Made, oh, shout out to Justin Bricker on the Why Not podcast. But yeah, were you able to make that or you missed it too? I wasn't. I, I, was, I missed it. Man, I'm so mad I missed it because like I've been in town trying to rip and run and work on these projects and like I would – Anything Jonathan John has going for him, like I would definitely like go for it. Like it's, I mean, he's he's one of the ones for St. Louis that is like pivotal, like really. Yeah, man. Um, I'm really excited to see what what he has in store. Um, but let's go back to you and mm-hmm. uh, and when you started, right? So, yeah. uh, was it was it right out of high school that you you just decided this is what? Or I, I imagine before you graduate, yeah. you decided that's what you wanted to do. But take me through your through your so, journey a little bit. So, um, I think robot chicken was one of one of my biggest inspirations because um this was well i started watching robot chicken in 2011 and i did a presentation for my parents to give me a macbook air okay to edit videos on because i was like hey this is going to help me with school blah blah, blah. but i'm like i want to do video editing because i see that it's really cool yeah so um i got a macbook air in 2011 i started writing scripts like just looking at scripts to download and started like drawing actual comics and stuff like that oh wait let's go back because 2007 is when i made uh, i started making comics like i actually drew comics i did i did about 100 comics over the summer of 2007 when my dad was in uh, south carolina he bought me two books that kind of modeled um comic strips and stuff like that and so i just did three or four every day okay and so after that i stopped doing them. then i started working on scripts and um then i got into like elementary school then i started actually doing more short stories um and then my first ever visual was me making my hats dance it was like a robot chicken stop motion hat dancing thing and uh yeah then from there i went to do more um stuff like toys and then my dad he started um a facebook group where it's like people who um who do things with different toys like they make like uh dioramas of different toy scenes and movies so that really got to me, and I wanted to do more and more of that, but um, I just wanted to do just more story-like stuff. So, uh, yeah, I mean, stories, me watching movies, my dad, um, with him being stationed in Afghanistan, uh, he showed me a lot of movies, and he sent me foreign movies and all different types of stuff, so I started to replicate that. Yeah. And, um, like, Kill Bill, he showed me all of these crazy, insane movies at a young age, and so <laughs> my mom was not happy. But um, it he was, was a soldier. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I mean, a little less uh, sensitive than most, I imagine. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like his stories are pretty insane when it comes to like what he's told me about stuff overseas. But it's not like like conspiracy stuff. It's just like what goes on like in real life, like he, that people are shielded to. Yeah. And so I I took that as like I want to tell stories that are really pushing the boundaries of human thinking. Like I like my favorite movie growing up, which scared me into like four or five years ago when I started making my own movies was Mirrors. Like it was I don't think I've seen that one. Well it's a it's a scary movie about um a night guard um I have seen it. Yeah, yeah. so he, he <laughs> has to um he has to like guard like a old burned down um like department store or whatever yep. and he has the mirrors are always clean and mm-hmm. that scared the living crap out of me. Like growing up like and I watched it a lot. So yeah. That was one of the movies where I was like, okay, I want to make a movie that scares someone 
out of doing like a daily routine like looking in the mirrors like oh yeah yeah because i would always like okay walking into a bathroom i would turn on the light switch before walking to a bathroom because i didn't want like my shadow to do any weird <laughs> things. crazy shit pull you into the mirror into this other realm yeah so <laughs> it was like i like that was something that to me was really affected me like in movie wise in the cinema verse so now i'm like okay i can do this like i know and I've watched over probably 10,000 movies, to be honest, from him just sending me stuff. And, like, at my mom's house, my DVD collection is twice my height. So Yeah. I used to have the – like, this this count, uh, this TV stand here, both sides of that was just completely full of movies. It was oh, re- it was sick. It was I, – um, I got rid of them all, though. I oh, went man. through this phase where, like, I um, – I, just, I was like, I just need to like purge and try to be as minimal as possible. Oh man! I know I, I'm kind of regretting it a little bit because I had I have one of the sickest gangster movie collections in the world. Like that's one of my favorite genres is gangster oh. movies. Oh man! Speaking on that, like I grew up on South Park. Like South Park is my all time favorite show, and um, every episode, me and my dad depicted what movie that they would base an episode off of. Yeah. And so I took that to heart, and I do that with my music videos. Like okay. I'll, I'll try to do a music video based off of a movie that I've seen. And there was one movie that I did, or one music video that I did, and um, it's completely based off Project X. Like, it's shot for shot Project X, because I watched that movie religiously growing up in high school. And yeah, who wouldn't want that party? Yeah, and <laughs> I did a St. Louis version of it with fireworks and still in a car and craziness and it was literally like perfect and that's what i want to do i want to bring back movies like cinema theatrics to music videos because i mean movies kind of have to tell a story and i want music videos to tell a story so that's just my standpoint on it well they used to right i mean you go back to michael jackson thriller days all of his videos were like short films yeah yeah and like he spent half a million on the thriller video that was insane and when i found that out yeah and in today's standards i mean if you count for inflation you know who knows what's that probably a couple million dollars he spent on that yeah that'd be about like 2.5 million probably with all the stuff that he had and i looked at it nonstop, and i'm just like wow i could if like if I can do what I do on like five hundred dollar to two hundred dollar budgets, and I'm just thinking like if I would if I was given the budget that I wanted to for videos, I would be insane. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You, I'm sure you see some of these people like man, if I had that budget, I would have produced something way better than that. Like that's trash. Yeah, yeah, and that's like what I'm working on now. Like I'm I'm shooting a movie. Um, I'm going to start a GoFundMe for like a, a movie that I want to shoot in Death Valley. Um like $5,000 budget, but most people need 20000 50000 but I know for a fact with my expertise and my knowledge, I can shoot for 5000 So I'm going to start that campaign soon. That's that's something to show, like, you can do it, but you don't need this big budget. If you have the people who are passionate about what they do, they know what they know how to do. You don't have to, like, coddle them and stuff like that. So I'm just trying to get more people involved right and with the programs that we have today and um how accessible it is to have you know good computers and different things Mm -hmm. you can do so much oh yeah what do you use to edit like what i mean yeah what's your um well i use final cut pro like that's That's what i have too yeah i I can do anything in final cut pro and i've taught people in final cut pro my school they only preferred adobe products so it was kind of I wouldn't say a learning curve, but I mean I know anything how to do. I know how to do anything in Adobe. Um, 
Um, but I can do animation, graphics, and everything in Final Cut, literally. Let me ask you this. How do you keep Final Cut from like taking up all of your hard drive space? Um, I edit on an external drive. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I'll have it on have it on its own separate external drive and it's probably a uh, lacy drive 3.0 something something that's fast where you can pull it back and forth so i'll keep that file that final cut file on that drive and then just click it and then it'll pull it up on that external um, drive. that's a good move i just got final cut pro dude so apple they have where you can get um like a student bundle for 200 dollars. you can get final cut pro you can get logic uh, I think Logic Pro X, and then you get three. Uh, you get two plugins for Final Cut Pro and one plugin for Logics. Wow! So I've been using Final Sheesh. Cut. Yeah, I know, right? I mean, shit, dude. I mean, that's a hundred. <laughs> yeah. Final Cut Pro alone is, I think, three hundred bucks. Yep. Yep. And uh, so I got it, and I fucking just ate up all my hard drive space. Oh gosh! <laughs> I know, yeah. dude. It's like, oh my goodness, it's killing me. Yeah. I mean, it's like I. I think me as a creator, I've had every headache possible well i wouldn't say every headache possible but i've had primarily almost every headache i can think of based off of working with mac and final cut but i'm i've worked so much with it and i've had so many headaches with it i'm not changing because i know how to get through so many levels of you yeah. know different things and imagine working on a macbook air and using final cut pro and how long the render speeds have to be i'm just like oh my gosh so I've made it from the very, very ground to having a MacBook Pro and working with the processors that I need to actually edit. So, yeah, it's just, you know, growing pains. Yeah, dude, that it is. That it is. It's all a process. I like Apple because, uh, I mean, all their products communicate. I know there's some things out there that might be, quote, unquote, better or, you know, newer. But I think just the simplicity uh, I going from iMovie to Final Cut Pro is just such a smooth transition. Mm, yeah, yeah, definitely. And um, it was with me, um, like I did my first, like I was saying, my first animation in iMovie, which was if I find that file again, that like it was, I'm I'm watching in my head nonstop. Like I know exactly what it looks like. It was just one of those crazy things. But iMovie was really what got me interested in. I knew I needed to learn more about it, and so I learned the ins and outs, and then I jumped to Final Cut Pro, and it's just like, whoa, what is this? And I yeah. just dived in. Yeah. So what kind of camera are you using? Uh, right now I'm using a Nikon D5200, a Sony A6500, um, a DJI Osmo um, drone. I have a DJI Phantom 4 Pro, um, any GoPro. Uh, I have a GoPro 6. Yeah, so, I mean, normally it's... I don't I don't use big equipment really. Yeah. I, don't, I don't like carrying big equipment, big cameras. So, because um, I travel a lot, so right. I have to be comfortable and like normally I have my backpack on, so I have to be comfortable while shooting because I have my backpack on too. So. Right? Yeah, dude, you're all over the map, right? I mean, you just you just took a road trip. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was the most spontaneous thing I've ever done in my life. Really? Yeah, it was like um, I had came back from Florida just to take a break and. Drove up from Atlanta and straight to St. Louis, and I'm like, you know what? I probably like I wanted to spend time with my daughter, and but she had left out of town two days before, so I'm like, I might as well go out of town. She's out of town, so wait till she gets back or take a trip. So I'm just like, you know what? I'm gonna take a trip. Left at noon, didn't stop till like 10 o'clock when I got to Texas, and 
Yeah. Got a hotel room, and then I was like, you know what? I want to go to New Mexico. So go to New Mexico. and So New Mexico wasn't the plan in the beginning? It was, but, well, really the the plan was to go to um, Nevada. Okay. Because I just wanted to go to Nevada to scout for a film, but I didn't know the timing-wise how many days it would take. So I just went to – I started looking up different locations around the country of, like, places where – what would be in New Mexico or Arizona or Nevada. So I just decided to go to New Mexico, White Sands, New Mexico. And yeah. that's where it was like, this is literally like anywhere in the Middle East. Like it's sands as far as I can see. Right. And I'm just like, this is in America. Like this is insane. So when I got there, it was cold. It was, it was blowing wind. I'd driven through a dust storm, which I didn't see until later that they say you're supposed to stop in dust storms. And I was like, oh, I didn't know this. Really? Why are you supposed to stop? I guess because it, it can be dangerous. You can't see in front of you, like oh, just, 30 feet in front of you. Right. So, huh. Yeah, it was insane. Man, well, you know what? You made it happen. <laughs> yeah. And the thing was with that, um, I did all this touring for an entire week, Colorado, Aspen, up in the mountains, shooting drone shots everywhere. Cause I'm working on a hour long documentary, um, for, um, like I'm composing like, um, Japanese like instruments to orchestrate and tell a story of the world through just drone shots. So I shot all this throughout like an entire week. I got back to St. Louis and my hard drive crashes. Like I, I lost everything. Well, I didn't lose everything. It's just not able to be reached. Yeah, so I'm going to keep that energy towards yeah, it. Like, you'll get it. You yeah, just can't access it right now. Yeah. So, you know, I had to send it off. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to take this time away, you know, break and uh, work on something else. So. Yeah. I mean, it's a good moment to, uh, I don't know, I guess just work that, uh, I don't know, that Zen muscle, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. Just center yourself. It's like, it's okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm I'm all about speaking things into existence and, you know, controlling the balance that you have in the universe. And, um, I mean, I, like, I've, I haven't had this much fun filming anything because it's just me going after it and yeah. me showing the world to people who don't get the opportunity to see the world. So, you know. Right. That's just one of those things. Man, that is the beauty of uh of cinema, right? You can you can almost visit these far off places that you might not otherwise be able to. Yeah, yeah. And um when I like my first trip I had um when I graduated high school, um, I had literally two days later I like I had prayed like Lord, please take me overseas by the beginning of the, the by the beginning of next year with if I'm in school or not, I just wanna go overseas with my career. Um, and then that entire summer, um, I had took my uncle, Chop Squad DJ, around to different um, recording studios. He's a signed record producer now. Um, I took him around to studios using my graduation money and, like, my dad's pickup truck. And it it was overheating in the summer nonstop. It was – that truck got me through everything, to be honest. But, um, yeah, if you remember that truck, then you're, you're, you're a day one with me. But um, I took him around to different studios. I networked my ass off. Like I really networked as much as my, as much as I could, and so I did that. And a producer said his artist was having a baby shower. I shot photos for his baby shower, and someone at the baby shower said, "Hey, I I play basketball overseas. Would you like to do, do a documentary?" I'm like, "I'm just here to take photos. I'm fresh out of high school. I don't. I've never shot a documentary in my life." And so he said, "Yeah, I." I uh, played basketball in Sweden. 
um, would you like to come overseas? I'm like, I'm just a person with a camera. Like, what? What? I, sure, yeah. The camera has power, dude. Yeah, so I'm there, you know. It went smooth. Um, a few months later, I didn't hear anything. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So it's November. And the producer who I met, he was going to go overseas, but he didn't have a passport. And I had got a passport, I believe, the year before to go somewhere for graduation. And he was like, oh, so do you want to go? I'm like, yeah, cool. All right, yeah. cool. So he's like, all right, um, let's do the last week of January. I'm like, so January 2014? I'm like, yeah, let's do it. I'm like, oh, crap. Yeah. So, Did you yeah. have a passport yet? Yeah. I mean, I had mine, so I'm just like, this is going to be insane. My first ever trip overseas by myself to shoot a documentary. And, yeah, it went over smoothly. Like, it was it was crazy. But. Yeah, dude, that's huge. Yeah, you've been, what, Sweden, China, Paris? Yep, uh, Paris. So that trip, like, us shooting, it was insane because we had to leave St. Louis. Um, we were going to go to uh, Chicago first and then London, but they had to fly in a wheel for the plane. So we had to take a detour from, like, Washington to London and all this other stuff. And it was just so many, like, layovers, but we got there, but... Yeah, I mean, with what I'm doing now, like, I'm planning trips to go to London more, like, London again. Um, but I want to just shoot the world, pretty much. Like, yeah. I, I want to shoot the world through the eyes of a drone, pretty much. Just yeah. just have that connection, so. And you're doing a fucking fantastic job of it, by the way, dude. Appreciate it. Some Appreciate of the, it. Dude, the, uh, the footage of the drone that you, when you're doing, I don't know if you, if this was, like, a paid gig of yours. I'm sure it was when you're, uh, uh. You're following the boats, the speedboats. Oh, yeah, yep, yep, yeah. Oh, my goodness, dude. That's just so spectacular. Yeah, like all last year, um, a year ago, well, January 4th, I moved to Chicago, and I shot 230 car commercials. And up until July 23rd, two days before my birthday, I, um, like I stepped away from that job, and I went, like I was going crazy just doing freelance work, nonstop, getting whatever I could, and then... I got a call from um, someone in Florida to shoot yacht commercials and they saw a commercial or they shot, they saw a video that I did a year prior of a Dodge Super B. They were like, Hey, we want this for our boats and we'll fly you down to shoot a, a commercial for this yacht. And if we, if everything goes over good, we'd love to keep you here. Yeah. I'm like, Oh shit, let's do it. Yeah, man. So I did that and uh, I shot commercials from, what october to about three four weeks ago and now i'm just like i'm tired of it like it was it was it was taking a toll on my body in florida just the vibe down there i mean i love florida like i love being on the water it's just you know i i always want more like there's there's always a i want to do more what's next like spaceships or whatever yeah like that's me i want to shoot like helicopters or something else more and more so yeah, I think it's time to do movies. So. Yeah, man, you can't keep doing the same thing forever, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and commercials, I imagine that's a high turnover, right? It's, yeah. it's commercial after commercial after commercial. Like, yeah. You, I'm sure you're really good at them now, though. Yeah, you got to think, like, from January to July, 230 car commercials. And that's insane. 230 dude. plus. That's, like, I'd, I'd probably work 60 hours a week. I know I only went out with friends once last year yeah like and that was october 2nd and i can remember the only day i ever went out last year while living in chicago and um that was for smino's birthday and so and that was literally the day two days before i left chicago so i'm like Shh. yeah that's what it takes though right everybody sees 
the final product. Yeah. Everybody sees you going from place to place to place, but they don't see the beat up truck. They don't. They don't see the fucking sandstorms. Yeah, you know what I mean, they don't see those those nights alone where you're just pounding away at the fucking you know at the computer. Like they don't see that. Yeah, and I try to I try to show that as much as possible, even with Twitter, which is probably my favorite social media networking site right now. But um, like I try to tell people that it's not easy. It's not what most people glorify it to be i mean yeah you got all the hours alone you gotta make bills you gotta i mean even with me having a daughter like i have to make sure that every step that i take like is going to benefit her because right. she's four she's about to be five and going to kindergarten so it's like me as a father i have to think differently with every step that i take absolutely and, yeah. And, yeah i have two kids dude so oh, i i 100 yeah. understand i have a 10 year old and an eight year old oh, see, i was yeah. just talking to my best friend about it today it's like people without kids i don't have any sympathy for them because <laughs> you, don't fucking tell me why you can't do something why yeah. you can't go to this place why you can't chase that dream because i just think about all the like i mean i still travel right now and i still do things but everything that I do, I have to keep them account. Like they're an account always. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I have them half the time. So it's like, okay, well, I can't travel on this day because I have them. So yeah. I'm traveling. Like I got to travel around them, and then yeah. I, they got extracurriculars, and I got to pay for them to do these things. So it's like, yeah, you're not just accountable for yourself anymore. Yeah. So you always have to fucking take everything into perspective. Yeah, and I think. Um like with the timing that my daughter was born, um, me in college and I have to go after it nonstop. And yeah. It just kind of put the fire under me. It's like, okay, you have to make it. Like you're, you have, like to me as a father, it just got to the point where it's like, I don't have any excuse ever again, like not to do, make it, do anything I need to do to make it. So right. that, that just set into me. It's like, okay. You can't make any more excuses ever again because you have to go after it. And, I mean, art is nothing that's, like, set in stone. You have a nine-to-five, cool. I mean, you can, but in order to make it beyond what you want to do in life, you have to go after everything. And Yeah. yeah. You have to take that leap, right, to where it's extremely uncomfortable. You oh, might not yeah. make some money for a little bit. Yeah. Um, but you just have to know on the back end it's going to pay off. And as as for me, I always think about, yeah, I, I definitely have to make it for them, and it's super important. But I also think about showing them the process along the way. Mm -hmm. Like, what am I teaching them along the way? Like, I'm teaching them, like, you have to sacrifice. Like, it's okay to put in the work. Like, trying to show them, like, what's really important in life. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's that's really important. And, I mean, with everything that I do, um, like, even with empowering women, because I have a daughter, and so, like, people want to have me do music videos that even that depict degrading women, which is, like, nothing I've ever done. Like, I've turned down large lumps of lump sums of money to like say no i'm not going to do this i wouldn't feel comfortable with putting my name on this so i'm not going right. to do this so like with me having a daughter i have to make work that outlives me yeah and so that someone who who knows her and say wow your dad is that such and such so that makes me feel good about what i do so you know i just have to keep pushing the fight for that and if I have women in like any of my projects, they're going to be like the lead or like something of power because I want my daughter to say, wow, this is amazing. This is cool. Because if my daughter watches stuff that I do now, she's like, oh, my gosh. And that's like the best feeling to me. Like anyone can say anything about it, but my daughter loves it. Then 
That's all. Oh I'm man, you feel like a rock star. Yeah, I'm. I feel <laughs> invincible, and that's the reason why. Like, I love doing what I do, and like I've I've done so many stunts, like fire and explosions, and of me just being in the element. And like I just put out a new video. It's like a like a 30 second video or something like that of me running through a field and fire explosions or whatever. And like, I really have do my own stunts. So like I do all that stuff and it just you light yourself me. on fire. Yeah. Oh shit, dude. Oh yeah. I've done it many times. Like, oh, literally dude. like I've lit myself on fire, fire in coffins, um, skateboards on fire. My jacket was on fire. I've, I've risked a lot of me to put it in. And, um, people say, Oh, you always do fire. You always do this. But I'm like, no one else is doing it like i don't see anyone around here doing it and like all my videos they would have explosion or a car on fire literally like an actual car on fire and like this all you do is have stuff on fire explosion i'm just like i don't see anyone else doing it yeah, so that's that's me. that's just people hating yeah and i'm just like i mean at a local level um fire explosions like that's that's not known and so i took that risk to get seen and now i did a year in the corporate world and now i'm about to do a year in like what i see as the tech and movie industry so, yeah. yeah yeah so you're just kind of making your way through it yeah so okay you were how long were you in florida uh i was in florida from uh october november december january so okay like four so months. now you're moving on from florida yeah yeah i'm away from it and uh with that it's like i loved it it's just the pacing it was it was different, but I feel like I've done everything I could do there. Like yeah, like when you go from yachts, it was either the yachts I was working on to mega yachts overseas. So I don't feel like this is time for me to be overseas for a long period of time with my daughter growing yeah. up, going to school. So, um, I mean, I'm 23 years old. So it's, yeah, man, you're a young buck. I'm 31. Yeah, I'm, not, uh, I'm not. I'm not super old, but still. Uh, you're not old. What? <laughs> no way. No, it's all perspective. See, yeah. So I mean, like. And when you're saying perspective, too, like, people look at me like I'm 23. They say, oh, he doesn't know much. He doesn't do this, blah, blah, So I use that to the fact of, okay, you don't think I can do much, so I'm about to show you that I've done all this. Like, I'm a 35-year-old man on paper right now, like yeah, my resume. Man. But still, it's like I have to slow down. I have to learn to slow down. Like, I have to force myself to slow down. Like, it can be toxic at times, but... I have to really force myself to burn out sometimes. Like it's it's sad, but you know, I love doing what I love to do, and people love seeing me do what I love to do, and it's just like it's tiring. Yeah, man. When you get when you get tuned in, it's easy just to just go and just burn the candle at both ends until the point to where you kind of start putting your health, you know, aside. Yeah. And, you know, just for the work, it's so easy just to get sucked into the work. Yeah, yeah, and I mean with that it's not healthy and i realized that a lot of people in this industry do burn themselves out and i mean they're they turn to a lot of different things to help them along but with me it's just like i stay away from anything that i don't feel is necessary for me to be better as a person so i mean i love working so much and when it comes it comes and when it doesn't you kind of feel like you're slowing down and so you want to overwork yourself more and more so that you keep working so you know it's I wouldn't say it's a trap, but, I mean, it's not meant for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely not meant for everybody. Um, how do you, do you, I mean, I'm sure you do, but how do you like to work through, like, those those low moments? You know what I mean? I'll, for example, I'll just share it. So yesterday, 
the the it was the night before yesterday and uh, i don't know i just i just slipped into like this real low mental state you know kind of where like you almost feel like the world is collapsing in on you i'm just like oh fuck man like i'm doing all this work and is it gonna pay off and uh like what do i have to show for it and like fuck man you know just mm. all this negativity just rushing in i just hit this real real low moment yesterday so honestly yesterday i was pretty much just kind of chilled on the couch watched some movies i went for a real long run um, but I just kind of took that day to be low and then I woke up this morning. I'm like, all right, back to the work. And I just focused on the work. Um, how do you like to work through those moments? Um, I work through those moments by cartoons. Like yeah. Cartoons. That's, that's one of my biggest things. Um, like either junk food cartoons or, you know, just trying a new art. Like, yeah. Like I was saying, my hard drive crashed. Um, well, yeah, like as the most recent thing, my hard drive crashed. That was to me because I've been working on all my drone shots for the past five years and they're on there and oh, fuck, dude. like this is a five year project and you know, it got to me like I listened to the signs of the universe is like, okay, maybe you should just chill out. Like you kinda showing you right yeah, now. Slow down. Yeah, slow down. So with me it's like, okay, I'm not gonna panic. Cool, whatever. Maybe just switch a lane, like, you know, you wanna work on composing for your documentary just teach yourself how to make beats or buy some instruments and you know just work with those and so that's what i did like i i downloaded a mpc app on my ipad and okay. i'm like okay cool this is cool i downloaded some japanese instruments cool cool so now i'm kind of rebranding myself to like making beats and um i'm doing that around friends now and their kids are watching me making, my daughter's watching me making it, and like, oh, wow, cool, cool. So yeah. they're coming over. I'm like, wow, like, music is bringing me closer to a happier person. Like, I like me working nonstop, I'm always thinking about work. So with making these beats, I'm always thinking, like, who can I affect next with this music? Like, something different. And I've only been doing it for about three, four days. So, um, yeah, my daughter, she loves pressing the beats, the tabs, and stuff like that, and um, my my sister Jacqueline, she's an art curator in St. Louis, and um, her two year old daughter, she walked over to me while my daughter's playing on it, and she just started pressing buttons, and I'm just like, oh man, this is magical, like this yeah. is so cool, and we got it on video too, so I'm like, this is helping me get through this moment, like, don't don't dwell on negativity, just kind of focus on a, finding a new positivity. So absolutely, yeah, I mean, absolutely, because. There's so many things that are out of our control in this world. Most things, in fact, are out of our control. Yeah. And um, But what is in our control is, like, our attitude and, like, our effort. You know what yeah. I mean? So I'm a big believer in the universe and, like, the law of attraction. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, the energy you put out is what's returned to you. Yeah. Um, but, dude, I feel your struggle. I could, It's not quite the same, but I love music. Music's been a huge passion of my life for so long. And uh, I had, in high school, I, uh, I would download all these cds to my computer and i had this huge collection and then i got my friend's collection and then i got my uncle's collection so i had all this music um and it wasn't all mine it was all on my computer and then it all got deleted one day oh, dude Ooh. i almost lost i'm like it took me so many hours oh, to get goodness. all this and then i went and did it again i just i just reborrowed everybody's stuff and i put it back on there yeah and then uh, uh i was i was married for a little bit my uh ex-father-in-law 
I told him he could like download some of the music or something, and he ended up deleting all my music. Ooh, Dude, goodness! I'm just like, I'm like, all right, I guess it's gone now. It's just mm-hmm. done. And then you know, here we are today. We have Apple Music and different things, and yeah. like, I still have access to all that music. But in that moment when I lost all of that, my heart just sank. Yeah, and I wanted to die. <laughs> yeah, and I think, I think that's for me. Like with this situation, it's it's the universe just saying, chill out. Like yeah. And I'm starting to think back to how often this happens. Like, like my hard drive cracked. Like, I'm so cautious with everything, but then there's a new a number of like two. Like every two years, like I'll lose a momentum of who I am, what I'm doing. Like it's every two years, January. Like I didn't lose in January, but a few days ago. But it's like January. I can never create for some odd reason. It's just for some reason in the universe, I can never create or think straight for some reason but every two years i end up having a hard drive crash or and then i end up taking a break like a a week-long break because i only take one week-long break every two years that's how focused in and forced to what i love to do that i am so i just feel like okay well this is that one moment where it's like it just has to happen like you got to be careful you got to know for next time it is what it is and now i'm just like I will pay whatever to get this 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 footage back, but it's not the end of the world because yeah. there's more to create. There's more to do. So I'm like, okay, you know what? I can do what I need to do now and just hope for the best. I mean, that's that's the universe. Like, you can't, like, I feel that 99% of life is how you react to things. So yeah. that's, I'm not going to say it's lost. I'm not going to say, because I know it's not lost. It's still there, but I just know that I have to work better at making more practices of you know not losing this content because that was five years of everything that i had shot for this documentary this hour-long project so you know that's just me being you know i have to be more cautious yeah i mean things like that um it's inevitable along the journey um man i'm blanking out on on the name right now is it murphy's law anything that can go wrong will yep exactly i mean i um so i fought professional mma for a number of years and dude the one thing that i've noticed over and over again is anytime there's like a big fight coming up uh, whether i've seen it with me and i've seen it with a ton of other fighters on a very high level like in the ufc and bellator and different things Dude, like, a, during training camp or, like, a week or two before a big fight, something bad almost always fucking happens. And in the case of some of my teammates, it's been, like, the loss of a, like a loss of a loved one. I can think of three different teammates who've lost a loved one a week or two before a huge fight. Man. Or um, the the week, like, the week before my very last professional fight, I got fired from my job. Like, man. just these, these challenges come up, and it's just, like, how are you going to respond, man? Like, yeah. are you going to curl up and fucking just not do anything or are you going to just keep moving forward and pushing forward because at the end of the day everything keeps moving forward whether you do or not yeah and i think that's a part of you know life and i mean anything that i've dealt with over the past year and a half that i've probably never really told people but it's a lot that's been weighing on me as far as like creating and what i want to do like i'm trying to burn myself out from doing videos and i've taken a break from music videos altogether, but i still kind of helped and assisted but it's like it's taking a toll that it's like okay is it really worth the risk anymore so there's been those times where it's like i don't want to do videos ever again like i don't want to touch a camera i don't want to edit anything i don't want to do anything i just want to do something else if i can but 
I'm always drawn back to it. Like yeah. I'll, I'll find that kind of, whenever I quit, I'll always find the confidence to come back to it. Like that's, that's the, the, the universe just saying, Hey, this is not it. So you want to do more. So, yeah, you know, like I've, I watched, um, Avatar, the last airbender. Like I just went out and bought the entire series and yeah, like one of the best cartoons ever. Oh my, oh my gosh. gosh. Yes. I love that series. Yeah. And that, that really helped me get back into my zone of who I was because there's so many messages in that, that show and the art, like it really inspired me to just go out and create more because every scene, like all the, what would be in real world B roll shots, but they're landscape shots and the painters, like they're actual paintings. And I study them. Like I have to travel more. Like I want to see more of the world so that I can put that into my art. So that's like, like traveling is inspiration to me. So yeah, yeah. no, dude, absolutely. You um, dude, your uh, your Insta stories are phenomenal, and uh, you you posted uh, which when I contacted you, you said you'll do anything for a perspective. Oh yeah, and that that's that's literally me. Um, I was what would be the craziest thing that I've done for a perspective? Um, yeah, Supreme Soul. Uh, if he still goes by that name now, cold artist, cold rap artist, like he. And he put anime he he was one of the first people that i know that put anime and actual real music videos because oh, and okay. i and i shot the video too and like he was like yeah do this this is i'm like all right cool cool so before that train got popping so we were shooting downtown st louis um on uh what would be a deconstructed uh, construction crane yard like all these old cranes and stuff like that so i crawled climbed up a 30 foot construction crane hung upside down to get a shot above him. Oh, shit. Like, my my legs are hanging, and I'm, like, holding a camera above him to get a shot of um, my guy, um, Nathan Zorowski. He was doing a wheelie on a dirt bike right above him. I just wanted to get this shot. I didn't have a drone at the time, so yeah. I wanted to get this shot above him. And, yeah, I mean, that's... You found a way. Yeah, I would do, like, anything for perspective as far as me, and that's what it got to me, like okay is it worth it like sometimes i'm doing all this for music videos less than 500 dollars. like the money is nothing to me but sometimes the risk has to be the same as what you're getting out yeah, of. yeah risk it. and reward is definitely important uh yeah but when you said that dude that just struck us such it struck such a chord with me like that's why i named this podcast outside perspective oh, cool. because i just i mean it's so hard to see past our own struggle mm. and i just wanted to present people with another perspective on how to look at the world Oh, yeah. um, and, and I will literally, I'll talk to anybody. I'll go anywhere. Like, this is a reason for me to travel and go do things. I'll be in L.A. in two weeks. I'm going to oh, try wow. to podcast as much as I can when I'm out uh, there. Then I'll be in Austin at the end of April. And then, so, dude, I'm just, I'm just constantly traveling now. Oh, um, I never did a lot of traveling growing up. I had my son whenever I was 20 years old. Oh, wow. And my daughter whenever I was 22. So most of my 20s have been spent just kind of being a responsible adult, mm -hmm. still chasing the dream of uh, being a you know professional fighter and wanting to make it to like the highest level, of that being the UFC. I mean, I, I fought on Bellator. That was really nice. Um, I took a fucking – I was in a corporate gig for five and a half years. Mm. Yeah, and then um, I, I, got, like I, said, I got fired from that going on two years ago. Mm. Um, and then that's just kind of set me down this path where I just realized that – Nothing's guaranteed, and then the whole idea of you go to school and you get your degree and you get this corporate job and that's what's safe, like, that's a lie. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of ways to make it in the world, so I just decided, like, fuck, dude, I, I, I've always wanted to travel, so I'm, I'm going to do it. 
I want, yeah. I want to talk to these people, so I'm going to reach out to them. I'm going to have these conversations just to get that perspective because everybody has an interesting story. They really do. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Like, that's why um, when I travel, like, I did a video. Like, um, it was me take. I was flying from somewhere out of Florida. And um, I said, I did a video where it was me saying, I'm going to put my drone on my backpack, have it exposed because I know it's going to be a marketing strategy for anyone. Yeah. That, like I, I did this and I said before I get on my plane, but before I even got to the terminal, someone said, hey, we shoot, we shoot uh, for a place in Jerusalem. We do all this stuff. Would you like to help out? So I'm like. Oh, and I got it all on video too. I know so, I watched. So, oh yeah, so <laughs> I, I watched. I'm still listening though. <laughs> so yeah, that's like I know I understand that everyone out there has a story. They they all have a story to tell, and so that's why me as a storyteller, I want to bring perspectives because I mean, there's there's something that um my uncle in Chicago told me. Like, um, he made me. It really made me think, and it turned my entire life around. How children in undeserved communities like underprivileged communities they have they don't have access to the resources like the news or the internet and that made me think it's like there's so much out there that they don't know about and i want to bring that to them like, yeah like there are kids in north north st louis that don't even know like china beijing stuff like that oh yeah they don't know much of anything outside of their their you know, a little four or five blocks. Yeah. And so that affected me because I know people in these communities. And to me, I want to be that, um, like, I want to create that National Geographic for them to, like, just go and create communities and, like, sponsorship programs that can bring people to those communities and just show them that there's so much more out there. And if you know there's more out there, then you're not going to turn to something that's just keeping you in one place. So, um, with my mom being a psychology professor and my dad being a drill sergeant, like I grew up with that that knowledge of there's more out there. There's always something more you can do. So I know for a fact that um, like I'm here to like to tell stories, to do my purpose as a storyteller. And that kind of pushes me as like, OK, you can't put out anything that's less than quality. Like I, I have to show the world to people because I have that resource and I have that tool and. Um, like with my people have been telling me that I just have that cinema quality and I'm just like I use I can use the iPhone or whatever it's just the vision that I have so I know that's my gift that's my talent and with what with all that I want to do I want to really just push the boundaries of like bringing media and bringing the world and making it even smaller in the sense of just like what's out there like I want right I want what's out there to be known to everyone yeah man just having the knowledge that something is possible can completely change a life yeah you know what i mean i actually didn't leave missouri until i think i was like 16 or 17 for the very first time and that's for like really? a rest i didn't yeah, i do i never traveled or anything growing up I, I grew up are you familiar with potosi missouri uh it like sounds an, familiar it's yeah. like an hour south of st louis there's probably oh, really? like 2500 people there really? you're up on like a dirt road like in the woods bro and then i moved to jefferson city when i was 11 but like my family, pretty you know lower middle class, worked you know kind of. My dad was in IT, mm -hmm. um, but he had a very blue collar work ethic. Like he never missed a day of work, just always mm -hmm. working. I had two little brothers I grew up with, and uh, just never had a lot of money to travel or anything like that. Mm -hmm. But I watched a lot of fucking movies, a lot of movies, and we did have TV, so I I got to see what was in the world. 
um, it's a little bit different when you get to see it for yourself and take in the smells and the sights and the yeah. sounds. You know what I mean? But still, I, I at least knew that that was out there, and I knew I wanted to see these places and go to these places for myself. Man. So just having that that knowledge that it's out there can really open up some doors. Yeah, and I think with me being like blessed enough with the parents that I have, like growing up, my parents, I'm starting to get a lot older, so I understand that them growing up, they didn't have much. Yeah. So. I'm looking at why they work so much because they they want to maintain the lives that they have. And my dad, drill sergeant, um, he never took a day off um, in over 30 years. Oh, wow. And he had to have knee surgery. So he had, I think it was a year of paid leave because he never took a day off. And so, um, and then he started seeing the world more. And so he's like in his late 40s, early 50s. He's starting to see the world more, and now he's um, he's 59 now. So he's like, I'm about to retire, so I need to see the world. Like, this is more enjoyable than, you know, just working all the time. And, um, like, my mom, she she sacrificed, um, took me to China when I was, uh, I think, when I was 12 years old. Ooh, and, that's dope. Yeah, and so that was a crazy story. She doesn't like me telling it, but um, we got over to China. I'm this rambunctious eating everything young kid and mm -hmm. i was paralyzed i woke up paralyzed in a hotel room what? literally paralyzed like i couldn't move and she moved nothing no i couldn't move anything like it was almost like sleep paralysis but yeah. you can talk oh so, that was scary yeah and so she can hear me but i think i passed out and she thought i was playing she's like boy stop playing but i passed out and then probably an hour 45 minutes later I was able to sit up on the bed, which was completely rock solid hard. And um, we're 20 stories up in this hotel room and all you see is fog. And I'm like, I, I think I'm sick. And she's like, well, go to the bathroom. And I felt a sharp pain or a, like a liquid shoot up my, my esophagus and ran to the bathroom, threw up seven times. On the eighth time, I choked on my own upchuck. And the day before, I'm glad I remembered to get water bottles because she didn't want to drink the water. And um, she's like, what's going on? What's going on? So after, on that eighth time, I pushed past her by the front door of the hotel room. I ripped off the water bottle and squeezed it down my throat. And, like, all the water just pushed it down. And I had, like, passed out. Like, Whoa. And she didn't want to take me to a hospital because she couldn't speak Chinese. And, yeah, yeah, we're in Wuhan, China. There's smog everywhere. I loved it, though. Like, it, besides that, incident, <laughs> Other than I, that. I, I loved it. And, um. Yeah, it was just a different time because uh, it was it was one of those moments where it's like that could have been it. Yeah, but I'm still here. Right. So do you know why you like what you ate to cause that or? Um, I'm I try to think back to it, but uh, the day before we had went to Yellow Crane Tower, which is 355 steps up. We ate some meat, and that was like it looked like it was baked in with um, some type of seasoning or something. Uh, I don't know. I was eating everything. Could have been anything. Yeah, it was it was insane. So uh, with that, it's like I'm still here. Cool. I have that experience. I can tell people. And I mean, there's a few other times I've been out of the country and I've been really sick and I came back. But um, I mean, I'm not allergic to anything, so I I wouldn't know what it was that made me that sick. But yeah, who knows? Could have been anything. Yeah, I just don't know. Yeah, but I mean, having that experience at a young age and just going through that, it's like, okay, I do have a purpose. Like, my purpose is something else. And, you know, it's it's different, but I mean, I look at life a lot different than other people. And 
crying over spilled milk in situations i try to get past them as much as possible like like little things i don't let things affect me the way that most people do yeah but um i try to you know just keep a level head about it so yeah man well that's a crazy experience dude <laughs> i mean if there's one thing to show you that yeah i mean you definitely have a purpose right you're here for a reason yeah and i mean with all that i've been doing filmmaking wise people have picked up careers because they said oh wow your videos are so cool what camera should i get and now these people are like like popular videographers now so i'm like oh well my purpose is maybe teaching like i want to get into teaching i want to open a school by the time i'm 30 or start teaching classes now or just assist with directing on on shoots so that's like i want to take more of a teacher role because my parents are more so teachers in a sense so that's what I want to do. That's what I would love to do. So. Yeah, no, I can I, I can dig that for sure. Um, that's kind of where my journey's been, as of recent. I've just I've really um, just taken on the role of a teacher and just a coach and just helping people um, reach their potential and whatever. You know, I do a lot of health coaching and movement coaching. I teach jujitsu and different things. So just to impart that knowledge on other people and just to help them see um, like what they can do is oh, it's man. so cool to help people do that. Man, have you? Would you ever? Um, cause I'm thinking of someone asked me recently because they made a song cause they live in, um, like Okinawa. Like I would, I would want someone to like demonstrate like moves in a video, like oh, actual video. I'm down bro. Like, like, a, like it would be like a fight club type video. Like, I, like I said, I like doing Dude. videos that like show movies. So I would love to have someone, you know doing what they do 100 percent, dude yeah dude, let's work together for I'll sure definitely see that's like i knew it was a reason like for everything there's that a I mean. reason man absolutely i knew i had to connect with you bro like i just i just knew it like justin made me aware of you and then i'm like, oh shit and then you know you, you posted that perspective thing i'm like oh, i have to reach out to you now and then I, I thought i was gonna have to wait to come to florida to meet you oh, and then man. and then you happened to be here i'm like yeah. oh shit dude like literally i'm like it's like me personally i'm always in the headspace of just moving and going and i'm trying to stop that because you know like i'm trying to work on bigger projects because i've always worked on smaller projects commercials and like real estate stuff real estate commercials which are really small but i want to work on something that's going to have an impact and the videos that i've done over the past years they've had an impact but i want to work on something that people can sit down and watch for hours on end and stuff like that so I'm trying to learn how to slow down so I can meet up with the people, you know, that make those impacts too. So that's that's what I want to do now. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, dude, you're adding value, and um, and that's huge because at the end of the day, if you add value, I mean, the dollars will come. You know, yeah. it's just about making an impact, like you said. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's that's my only goal to really do now is to leave a lasting impact with my art. Like I want to make something that people do watch every day, like those Project X movies or like animated movies like Over the Hedge or Lion Kings or something that people know is of me. Like I want to I want to have my own version of Kill Bill or yeah. something like that. I want to put that into the universe and I want to create stories that are universes that people, you know, buy merchandise to and stuff like that. So that's I want I want my own cinema verse in a sense. So. Yeah, I mean that's legacy. Yeah, that's legacy. Right. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. So, well, dude, we're we're about at, or we are at an hour. I don't want to take right. up too much of your time. This has been uh, an excellent conversation. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Let's let's keep talking. <laughs> yeah, definitely. For sure. Um, I wanted to ask you. Um, 
who have been some of you know your influences like cinematically? I mean, you mentioned Kill Bill. Dude, I love Quentin Tarantino. Uh, I don't know if you do, but tell me what what what's been some of your uh, influences and who do you like, who do you don't like? Um, I want to say Quentin Tarantino, yes, because I've done every shot in my backyard that he's done on his films, like the over the head with um, walking to the bathroom shots. I did that in a music video. Um, any let's see Quentin Tarantino Michael Bay because I do a lot of explosions and fires um, I want to say Spike Lee because of how creative his shots are for his subjects because he always keeps them focused and production around his scenes like that that's what he does a lot of production around the character which is so great to me and I love production value so I like to add that whether it's dogs or people just interacting with each other like that is amazing for a film that puts you in that that universe of the so like film. like everything going around. So you have the two main. Say you have two main characters sitting there talking. They're sitting on a bench or something. Everything going around them. Yeah, what you're talking about. Yeah, okay. And that that's. I mean, I've done that in music videos, and I want to put that perspective back into art, like production value, not just oh here's a bando and all this other stuff. Music videos, blah blah blah. But I want to have production value. Like I've. I've called in so many people, so many favors, just say, hey, can you park a car right here? Can you just talk to your girl over here and I'll have somebody playing checkers or in the background or do you know anybody with a dog or just to walk through the scene? Yeah. Like, I want that to be standard for music videos. So Details matter. Yeah, they do. And there are certain things that people come and tell me months and months later, like, hey, I remember that part in the video. Like, that's what gets me. Like, I love when people come to me and tell me about a detail that may not have been prominent, but it's like, hey, did you get the camera to somebody or did you use a Snapchat video of this party to put into it? Wow, I was in a video. What? I didn't know. So stuff like that really gets me going. So Yeah. Yeah, man. So growing up watching a lot of movies, um, you, I've always kind of looked at them from kind of one angle, and but I've always loved movies. And then more recently, I've I've gotten into more like video editing and doing different things. So now I I look at things a whole lot differently. Mm. I'm saying, oh man, they see like a dissolve. Uh, oh, fuck it, well, I'm I'm blanking Probably out. Probably a dissolve effect. Or, yeah, like a dissolve I mean, effect, like going from one scene to the next. Yeah. So um, I just look at it way different now. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of different techniques that you use to forward a story. It can be anything from sounds or repetition of a clicking noise or just different multitudes of how you see something um but with most stories i like to watch them with uh, like if it's being told from one person's point of view and then throughout the story it'll change to your point of view like the audience's point of view so yeah. that's kind of a different aspect like district nine like that was a movie that was i think by peter jackson um it's an interesting one. Yeah, that was one of my favorite movies. Really? Yeah, like movies like that where it's it's a universe in its own. Yeah. And um, it's not much to it, but there's always a different perspective that everyone can get out of it. Right. So it's like the the guy he become like he's he became yeah he became the monster. So yeah. it's it's like it was I felt like it was a political piece mm -hmm. on people. Like we become the monsters that oh yeah we we hate so much eventually so but you understand that from that monster's point of view you still have love so right. that's that's the thing that it really affected me and so now me as a person i watch movies and i'm like okay 
why this? Why did they do this? Why, what was this? So the reason why I became a filmmaker, director, is because I've, I found myself watching special features more than an actual movie. So yeah, that was one of the things that was like, okay, I can do this. Like, I love watching behind-the-scenes stuff, man. Hearing yeah. the actors talk, hearing the director, hearing the producer. Yeah. Yeah. And I think with the, the coming of like Hulu and Netflix, it's kind of dying out in a sense. But so you kind of see ex- excerpts of it on like Instagram or from the actual director or like Twitter. You see small excerpts from it. But I love showing the behind the scenes of what I do. Yeah. So I started doing that more and more. And now I'm seeing more people do. I'm not going to say they copied onto me, but I just love the fact that. It keeps people proactive. Like you want to give a job to someone to just say, "Hey, film me while I'm doing this," so you can do this. So it's bringing more jobs into people to you know thinking about what they do. So you know. Yeah, and I mean, people like to see the journey, and yeah, and, and they like they they like to see that the little sneak peek behind the scenes. You know what I mean? So many people only want to show the final product. Mm-hmm. They only want to present themselves like in the best light but it's like hey man i'm human and this is the process yeah yeah definitely and um someone told me um while i was shooting a car commercial they were like um you always look like you're dancing when you're shooting like it's it looks like you're just like you're dancing it's almost like robotic and so i took that to heart i was like it probably does so i did a commercial for mercedes-benz sprinter and um, I was using the DJI Osmo, which is a three-axis gimbal stabilizer. And yeah, I got one right here. Well, this one's for the mobile. Oh, yeah, yeah. See, exactly. And yeah, the mobile, too. Yep. And so I was using one, and um, I was doing a shot where they have these robots now that do, like, the motorized movements around certain objects that most camera operators can't do. So I did that around this Mercedes-Benz Sprinter. Zoom up, out, around and into the car like i was doing this all in one motion and it came out spectacular like it was me in the zone like me knowing exactly what the video is going to look like and it was just like you have that like that kobe mentality around what you do like that that eye of the tiger mamba mentality around it yeah it's like you are doing what you're supposed to do like you take it seriously and you just click like yeah like a lot of people don't have that but it's something that you 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 learn to, I guess, embrace over the years. And I didn't realize, like, I never looked at myself while filming. So other people saw it, and I'm like, hmm, let me see if this is true. So it just so happened that it was so robotic. And I'm like, wow, I am kind of robotic to the shots that I do because I've shot so much that I know exactly what certain things yeah. are supposed to do. Yeah, it's easy like. to kind of get into those uh, those habits, those routines, and it, it definitely helps to get that outside, you know, viewpoint mm-hmm. to uh, say, like, all right, it, like, some not all criticism is, is fair, but mm-hmm. sometimes it is. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like, wow, man, like, is that is that true? Is that valid? Yeah. Like, maybe I should do something a little different. Yeah, and I think when, I, when he said that, and I filmed my first one of just me behind the scenes filming, and then I realized how my like my mentality changes when I'm filming. Like it's almost it is robotic. Like it's like it's people are like, wow, it's like scary how you film. Like so like your body movements are just like you are a robot. Like not not in a bad sense, but it's like yeah. I'm like I've done so much of it. And when you're in a boat going 45 miles per hour and you're turning and you have to film another boat like all the shaking and the gimbal like my body is moving a certain way so it's kind of like 
I'm meant for it. Like I, I, yeah. I was, I crafted myself for this position. So that's kind of why I look like that. So I'm, just, I took it as a compliment. So right, yeah, man, you're good at your craft. You're good at your craft. You mentioned details and it, it, uh, earlier, and it made me think about I was watching uh, a show on Netflix. Uh, I think it was Friends, Friends from College or something like that. I think I've seen that. Uh, has a has a fuck. What's his name? Uh, I think it's Michael Key. Is it key or is it peel? One of the t- either way. The point is, there was a scene in there, and uh, this guy and the girl, um, they had just got, got done having sex, and they were getting out of bed, and uh, he was getting out of bed, and he bumped her head with his arm, and he goes, oh, I'm sorry. And I thought that was the most ingenious little detail, because it was, it, was um, it was very quick. I don't think anybody would ever notice that, but like, how many times have you done that? Like, you get out of bed, and you, like, you know, your, your girl's in your arm, you kind of bump her head as you're coming up. I'm like, that is fucking genius i can't believe they put that in there it's it's the slight details like that detail made an impact on you so like that that's the things that i go for in everything and yes it's like like i can like if i wanted to right now like all my past videos i can go back and just tell about every slight detail that went on in them and people wouldn't even notice but it's the small impacts that are those details that I look for everyday all those details. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, they just did that. And I'm like, so you're talking to my girlfriend. I'm like, did you just see that? <laughs> exactly. So it's those things that, you know, I mean, you like, there are some things that I'm like, oh, nobody's going to get this, but I'll put it into it anyway. And then like weeks later, somebody's like, I remember you did this. What, what made you do this? What, what, what in your mind made you want to do this? I'm like, oh, well, you know, I didn't think anyone knows. I'm like, yeah, I noticed. You know, you think you're you're sleek or whatever, but I'm just like, you know, details matter. Everything matters for a reason in film, and like you see all these Pixar movies and all the subliminal stuff that they put in, like Tons. it's insane. Like they, it's like movies from 20 years ago are have like small details that are showing up in movies now oh yeah this is like those universes like they have a universe the pixar universe so that's why i want to make a universe for me and someday 30 40 years or even 100 years from now someone's going to edit all my music videos together and realize that they're all in this one universe and i'm just like oh okay cool i've been kind of throwing out hints or whatever about all the music videos that i've done but you know somebody's going to eventually like oh wow i remember that you know yeah put something together so that's dope that's dope create your own little marvel universe exactly r.i.p stan lee (laughs) exactly oh man that's so sad man that's you know it's uh, that that's what i want to do like my own universe is my own say and like i want to create stories i want to create an element for other people to create stories like yeah someday have my own network or just say Okay, you have a story. Let's tell it. Let's do it. Here's here's a grant. Let's do it. Have it on this network. Cool. And you have your own spot on this network. And cool. Keep making stuff, and we can all you know make money off of this. So you know. Yeah, yeah. What's uh, what's what's the one place like you really want to travel to? You know what I mean? I'm sure you got. I'm sure you got a hit list. I mean, you've you've been a few spots. Is there is there a spot that you're like, man, before I die? I have to go to this spot. I want to go to Peru and go do some ayahuasca and just kind of be in the jungle and talk to the gods. Like, I have to make that happen. Um, do you have anything like that? Ooh, see, that that question gives me chills because I have a different perspective on that. Well, because I just want to travel somewhere where man has never been. Ooh, okay. And so that may be nearly impossible to think about, 
because there's still places being discovered. Yeah, all the time. So, like, people don't know that there's still places being discovered, but still, it's like... They just discovered a tribe who has been untouched by modern civilization. Exactly. And so, with me, I just want to go, and even with drones, like, they had a drone shot of civilization somewhere in Brazil or something, and these people are walking around, never been, like, communicated with. So, I think... With me, I just want to go somewhere where no one has ever stepped foot. Yeah. Even if that's like outer space. And I have this huge fascination with outer space. Yeah. But I feel like, you know, there are some things that would have to be done for me to go to outer space. And like, I'm really like, I haven't told anyone about it. Like, this is the first time I've ever probably t- talked about it, to be honest. But I've been, I've made some efforts to, have a seat to go to outer space oh yeah so like i don't have the money to but i'm making a way to have me to go to outer space so well you keep uh you know networking and meeting people you're gonna yeah. find the right person who will sponsor that for you yeah and i mean it's it's going to be it's going to be paid for so right. it's like and you know i want to be the first filmmaker to document a journey to outer space and stuff like that so with me Doing that, it's going to open the doors for many other people because, you know, people just want to take a trip. Cool. But someone needs a videographer for that trip or someone needs a photographer for that trip. So, you know, I'll do this for you, have a presentation documentary. So, you know, that's why I talk about like any everyone knows someone that could help you. So it's like I talk and I tell who I am to everyone and I try to keep that going as like all right, I'm this, I do this, this, and this, I've done this, this, and this, and I've been here, here, and here, so let's work on something, or if you know anyone, we can work, so. Yeah, it's kind of like that, uh, you know, that six degrees of separation, I mean, yep. and it's, it's, it's much less than that, really, I mean, you're not usually but like one or two or maybe three degrees from somebody that you really want to get, you know, in touch with. Yeah, and social media has taught me that, actually, mm-hmm. because, um, like when I was in college, I did my first trip to New York. I came back with $6 to my name and I, that was my, that was my biggest investment of just like me being a college student, no money. Um, I have a daughter still, a newborn daughter, and I'm going to New York to make an impact on people. I did. And I'm glad I did. I met everyone I need to meet. Um, but with that trip, me going to New York, I know people in Florida, California, Chicago, uh, Europe and many other places mm-hmm. and with that I'm starting to realize that people that I know here know people that it's like I'm not trying to connect the universes that quick but I I know who knows who and I keep account of like all the people that conversate and who I want to connect so yeah yeah, it's yeah, dude. It's interesting how that works. You know what I mean? It's uh, the world really is, as big as it is. It's really not that big. Yeah, that's that's definitely like I know I'm going to be one of the people that makes the world smaller, which mm-hmm. is it can be a bad thing. But with what I how I want to connect people and what I want to bring to the world, it's just like I want to help people be who they want to be. So and I can connect anyone right now with who they want to be in the art field or basketball sports and stuff like that like i can connect anyone to the pivotal who they want to be but it's just up to them to like execute it yeah yeah i mean you got to put in the work yeah yeah man those connections are huge so like i said i never traveled a whole lot growing up 
And then, uh, you know, last year I'm just like, fuck it, it's time to travel. <laughs> so I, I just hopped in the car and uh, my girlfriend and I, we went down to Austin for a health conference, made some fantastic connections there. I did a jujitsu tournament and then uh, be, I won the jujitsu tournament. So then they invited me back down for another one. At, I, I don't know if you're familiar with On It. Um, I don't think I've heard They of are, uh, they're a company, they, in Austin, they, uh, their tagline is like total human optimization. They make supplements, but they also make like fitness equipment and different things. Um, they're just all about like health and wellness and just performance. And uh, so I got invited back down there for that to go compete there. And then uh, made even more connections. I went, I went to Austin four times last year. Sheesh. Yeah, dude. And uh, two of them were for uh, these certifications that I did. And um, people from all over the world I connected with at these certifications. Gosh. And then I uh, went to San Francisco last year, and I just got back from Chicago not that long ago. And my buddy Justin and I, we went on a road trip to, uh, to Pittsburgh and Cleveland. I'm just like, there's just no reason not to get out there and meet people and just to go see the world. Just go do it. Exactly. And I realized that um, while traveling, everyone wants to like see the world like everyone has a story that's somewhat similar but they want they want to tell their story yeah so i realized like through traveling that everyone is human everyone is struggling with something everyone is going through something everyone is trying to get somewhere and just do something and um i know when a lot of people look at oh you do art you travel a lot it's so it's so fabulous cool cool yeah but there are some things that, you know, you're on your own. You don't really have that much support out there in the world as you would do at home. So you have to know where you are at all times, of course. But it's just, you know, you have to be aware. Like, your situational awareness has to be high when yeah. you're doing anything outside the world of your home. So, you know, it's it's fun. But, I mean, it takes a toll on you a lot. So. Yeah, traveling can definitely get hard, uh, especially on your sleep. Oh, man. It, I don't even know what sleep is. <laughs> dude, and it's, it's one of the most important things to our health, man. And, uh, and especially when you're you know, a hustler and a grinder and you hear it all the time, I'll sleep when I'm dead. But it's like, fuck, dude, you'll be dead a whole lot quicker if you don't sleep. That's the problem. Yeah, and I mean, I know when I was driving back from Colorado. Um, yeah, you, 30 hours you're up, right? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's like Red Bull. Um I'm gonna well, I, well, I would say probably Red Bull pretty much saved my life. Like when I'm driving at night, sleepy, stop over, pull over, get a Red Bull, and I'm good for like three, four hours. Like yeah. I don't know what they put in Red Bull, but it's one of those things that like it keeps me up. And when I got here, that's when the ice storm had just started that morning. Yeah, and I'm like, oh man, I gotta slow down because all these semi trucks and cars are in ditches and. I'm like, man, I, I got to be careful, you know, I got to get to my mom's house and, you know, just make it safe. So instead of going downtown like I was going to go and then I just, you know, I, I'm like, I have to play it safe. Like, yeah, I'm never the one to play anything safe. And, you know, um, it's just it's just so big. And for me to just like take risks right now. But, you know, I got my daughter to think about and I want to kind of stay grounded for a little bit and then you know just see what i can make of what i need to do and uh yeah work on some more projects like i'm doing now with this movie it's gonna be insane yeah yeah have you ever tried kratom Mm -mm, what's that it's um it's a plant it's uh it's actually in the coffee family it grows in southeast asia and uh i actually took three three uh caps before we uh we started podcasting it gives you like a heightened sense of like mental acuity um there's no like jittery like you don't get the jitteriness or you don't crash or anything like that um but it just it just 
it's uh, kind of like a pick me up, if you will. Really? Um, yeah, we were talking about Red Bull. That shit's terrible for you, bro. I know. I, I don't know. even think that's legal in Europe. Like, you can't even get that shit over there. Really? Break. Yeah, dude, because it's like the ingredients are just so fucking bad for you, dude. Gosh. Yeah. See, I know for a fact. Like, I drank half of it, and I got here, and then when I got out, because like, it was so icy. I'm like, yep, I'm about to pour the rest of this out because I, I don't want to do anything. Because I mean, it's. It's been the pick me up for you know if I'm sleepy driving, so it I works. know it's not bad. It's it's not good for something that you know you want to do like yeah. be productive. So yeah, yeah. I'll let you try some cradle or <laughs> send some with you on your way or something. Let you check it out. Appreciate but it. I love it. It um like I said it, it doesn't make me feel jittery or anything. It just kind of makes me kind of focused and tuned in. Yeah, I mean I'm I'm all for you know. Help! I need. I need natural. as much. It's a plant. It's a plant. You can't get, can't get any more natural than plants. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I mean, with what I do, like, I mean, I used to uh, shoot with Shamrock FC a lot. Here. Yep, I'm working with them now. Really? Yeah. Um, I just did a podcast with. Je- I I used to fight for them. Uh, did some fighting for them, and then. Uh, I did a podcast with Jesse Finney. Really? And uh, yeah, and then they were talking. They just wanted some people. They wanted a, a guy to uh, just kind of get some footage, take some pictures, get some behind the scenes and shit. And they were trying to figure out who could do it. And I guess since I just did the podcast, he's like, "Hey, what about Adam Meredith?" Yes. Called me up. He's like, "All right, you're on the PR team now." Hey, that's Dude, So I'm walking around with my gimbal, getting shots and doing all this shit. I'm like, "Hell yeah, man! Like this is how the universe works." Hey, that's lit. Yeah, I mean, see, in that opportunity that i got to work with them i was camera operator john alexander like he like when i met with him he was like hey man i know these people i'll shoot with them and you want to go work with them like yeah cool i'll do anything i'm just hungry and young yeah say yes always yeah and i I got to work with shamrock and that was one of the best times like me as a young artist and wanting to get that experience i loved it and just like working on sets and everything and being a part of that environment like I loved it. I lived for it. And, yeah. you know, those late nights when we're taking down stuff and I got to drive home and I'm just like, I'm tired. That's when the Red Bull. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, funny. I love I love those guys. But, uh, I mean, just stuff like that. I mean, I love being up and just working, working, working. And sometimes it can be addictive and it can take a toll on your body. So, yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah, it's just just a part of the grind, dude. It's a part of the grind. So you probably know Rashad. Oh yeah, Rashad. Yeah, yeah that's the <laughs> homie. Yeah. Oh man, Rashad is super cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's a cool dude, man. That is the homie. Um, I love Rashad, man. Like Rashad, John, like those are the ones that like really push for me, like help me out as like a young person. And, yeah. Like forever indebted to them because you know. When you're when you're coming in the industry, you can't really vouch for that many people, and you don't want to ruin your reputation. But like they saw how hard I worked, and I mean, me being young, seemingly talented, but I I didn't turn down anything. Like they really pushed for me to like get the respect that I deserve, like as being young, because you know you can't really stick your hand out for everybody. But I mean, me wanting to work and. They were like, you know what? We want to work with you. We want to do this, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, those those are the two that were like, I mean, I I would help them out with anything if they ever asked me. Yeah, so, well, hey, man, good people for sure. For yeah. Sure. <sighs> All right, brother, let's wrap this up. I want to uh, – I'm going to leave the floor to you. Um, if there's anything you want to plug, your socials, um, any uh, sponsors or – 
you know, talk about your upcoming projects. I mean, whatever you like to talk about, man. Oh, man, this could be <laughs> a lot. But all right, so right yeah. now I'm working on a documentary. It's an hour-long documentary. Um, it's not yet titled because um, I'm still working on the details of what I want to do with it. Um, hour-long project, all drone shots, birds, landscapes, trees, stuff like that that you can watch, just meditate to and stuff like that. That'll be dope. Hour-long for that. Um Working on a project in Las Vegas, Nevada, two hours outside of Las Vegas, um, in Death Valley, in Beatty, Nevada. Um, renting a house and shooting a movie there um, for about a week. I'm trying to raise $5,000 for that. Um, just taking people who know what they know how to do and going renting out a house for a week and we're shooting a movie, a suspense thriller movie. Is that what your post was about the other day? You're looking for like a production assistant, cinematographer? Yep. Okay. People who are really good at what they do, um, we're looking for equipment too. If anyone, whoever has the best equipment, um, they're more than happy to help. Um, don't really have that much money to work with, but I will pay people. Like that, I'm, I'm all for paying people. Um, yeah, so I go by the Film Lord on Instagram the underscore film lord on twitter um my twitter right now like i'm in the process of showing me making beats so i'm not really that active on it but if you want to see me making the ins and outs of like me using npc and stuff like that um yeah i mean i'm i'm all over and um i want to teach people how to do things and um yeah that's that's pretty much me and I'm always working on something, so yeah. yeah. And I'll, I'll put this in the show notes as well, so people can just easily, you know, click and get a hold of you. Um, is there like an anticipation as far as uh, when those projects might be available for people to check out, or just just stay tuned and they'll be there when they'll be there? Yeah, stay tuned because um, I don't like starting this year. I didn't want to put uh, coming soon on anything because there's I don't want to rush it or yeah. because all the things that I'm doing and um I'm also shooting a movie in St. Louis, okay. so um like. People have done movies, and I feel like me, as someone who's from St. Louis, um, not that they weren't good, I just feel like they were a bit commercialized. So I know all the people in every community that should be a part of films, and they were left out. So I want to really incorporate all of St. Louis in something, and just to have them a part of something that is their home. So, you know, I want to do that. Yeah, right on, brother. Yeah. Hey, dude. Thanks again. I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. All right, everybody. Till next time. Cool, cool.